Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's going on, everybody? Paddle and Finn has got a meetup going down October 16th through 18th at Eastport Marina and Resort in Alpine, Tennessee, which which falls right on Dale Hollow. What we're going to be doing is just hanging out, fishing. Uh, depending on the number of people that show up and the interest, we may do a small tournament. Uh, we will have some stuff to give away Saturday evening. We're going to do a hangout and a little little barbecue action we'll have food for everybody if you're looking for lodging you could stay right at the resort it's fifty dollars per person per night um, and what you get is your own personal bedroom on a houseboat luxury houseboat courtesy eastport marina that's a special price they gave us to lend to our listeners if you want uh, more info on the resort you can go to eastport.info and uh, their website will pop up there you'll see all the houseboats and things like that a majority of our hosts are going to be there and we would love to spend some time on the water with you this segment is brought to you by Jigmaster jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com and use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent off your next jig order today Welcome to the Bass Guy Can Be a segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. It's your host Armando Solan, and on this segment, we kick back with a special guest and talk about life, kayak fishing, and the pursuit of big bass. So get your cold brews on and enjoy the show. Welcome once again, guys, to the Bass Kayak and Beer segment. Today, I got the big boss. The big <laughs> boss. He hates it when I call it the big boss. But let me tell you something. You see the OG show. You think it's all fun and game. This is like Ellen DeGeneres backstage, man. <laughs> it's the the obscenity that's been thrown your, your way by your boss here. You know, the verbal abuse that we get. Not to mention the sexual harassments. I mean, don't get me started on that. Anyways, we got the big boss today, Mr. Brian Schiller from the OG show. Wow. 
What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing good. How about you? Pretty good, man. I just brought you in because my guest canceled. So I was like, well, what the heck? Let's just bring Brian in. Uh, I'm just, I got I'm nobody just... else. Nobody else wanted to come on the show. <laughs> Ouch. Nah, I'm kidding, man. How's Ouch. everything? Good, man. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I have uh, no idea what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to wing it. It's kind of the last minute. I am serious. My guest was was a little bit sick, so we couldn't make it today. But I'm um, excited to have my next guest um, probably next week. But anyways, sure. man, glad to have you here, man. Yeah. It's a long time yeah, we haven't it. recorded together. Yeah, it's it's been a while, man. I don't think we've recorded together since you came over to Pedal and Finn, right? No, I did a little cameo when uh, Chad Hoover's connection was in. Was oh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was, yeah. <laughs> still yeah. remember, I always remember that. That kind of got awkward because you said, um, you know, we gotta, once he was able to connect, he's like, well, we got a bigger name here. You have to go. And I'm like, yeah, a lot bigger. And he took it as a fat joke. And I was like, I had to text back Chad. It was like, Mr. Hoover, I did not mean to. <laughs> <laughs> to come out as a fat joke but he was all cool about it yeah no he's a he's a good dude um cool still dude. hasn't got his connection situation situated i guess because he hasn't been on the show yet so whatever. yeah and he went through the whole covid thing i think uh not him and his wife christy oh they had it yeah he made an announcement uh i, th- I mean if i remember correctly yeah his wife that. had it um he got checked out confirmed um, Christy, and then he got sick, and he said, "Like, there's no point in me getting tested. By then, it's just feeling statistics. Like, yeah, right. She had it, so therefore, you know, I'm feeling yeah, sick. So, let's, yeah. yeah let's assume I have it since he was sick already. So, but it looks like he's feeling all right, man. Because he's back together. So, well, Dudu had it too. Dustin Nichols, man. Yeah, yeah. Um... I know a couple of people that have uh, gotten it and gotten over it, you know, yeah. um, nothing too serious, but uh, crazy times, man. Hopefully yeah, uh, we can get back to normal here sooner than later. Yep. Looks like it's going to be a while before we get back to whatever the new normal is going to be. But um, hey, you know, at least things are kind of moving forward, right? We got... All of our trail, the the big three back um, back on schedule. Hobie, BOS. We got uh, Bassmasters kayak series. We got KBF, KBBT. Yep. I should I shouldn't say the big three, but yeah, the big three. But also KBBT is always, you know, yeah. it's growing. And also the KFL, which um, Greg Nosar is going to be recording. If you haven't missed that show, um, if you, if you missed that show, I'm sorry. Um, Dan Perry and Jimmy, don't call me Leonard Skinnerd, um, recorded for the Reel Down. Um, so live show with Greg Nosa. Go check it out on Paddle and Finn if you missed the live show. You know, on your favorite podcast platform. Yeah. Is Jimmy Jimmy's from Alabama? Is Jimmy related to Leonard Skinner? This is probably the stupidest question I've asked in my podcast. I have to ask him. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. think so. Uh-huh. He has the beard going on. You know, it could be. Jimmy's a Jimmy's a good dude. He, he is uh, amazing dude. Me and uh, Jay Randall got to spend the weekend with him down at uh, Kentucky Lake a couple weekends ago, and uh, we had a good time, man. A lot of laughs. Um, caught some fish. Um, 
and uh yeah it was it was just an all-around great weekend so it was good to actually uh you know finally meet him in person uh for the first time and um you know spend some time on the water together uh we had a lot of a lot of fun man a lot of fun yeah he's a great dude yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, meeting a couple other guys that uh, I haven't met personally. Uh, Dudu, you're gonna meet Dudu soon. Yeah, I can't wait to give him a big old hug, man. Um, he's like my brother from another mother. Um, Dan Perry, um, Sean Lavery's coming down. Um, I've met Milford once, once in person, I think. Um, Brad Hicks was out here uh by me this this year already um hoping josh eldridge makes his way down and uh i think that's it man i don't know i have a hard time keeping track of all of us <laughs> ice uh and for those that don't know uh, you're gonna have a meetup at dale hollow right tennessee yep dale hollow uh in tennessee and um that is october sorry i'm pulling up everything right now uh october 16th through the 18th at uh eastport marina and resort in alpine tennessee um we're gonna do a little tournament on uh saturday um food and barbecue saturday night um, and then we have uh, country music star uh, JL Fuchs is going to be there. Nice. Uh, playing the guitar, singing. Um, the resort is offering up uh, like some cheap sack lunches. I think it's like $7.50 a person for a sack oh. lunch each day. Um, the marina is really uh, rolling out the red carpet. If you're looking for a place to stay, you could stay right at the marina. It's 50 bucks a night per person. You get a bedroom on a luxury houseboat, which is pretty cool. So you get that's an you, amazing price. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, they're setting it up, man. Uh, they're they're wanting to draw in the kayak fishing crowd. Um, they're actually becoming a kayak dealer, I guess, as well. Nice. Um, they're going to start selling new canoes, and I forget what the other brand is off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, they're selling uh, kayaks there now and stuff. So. Um, it, it's it's a pretty cool spot so it's going to be a lot of fun i know guys are already uh making reservations and stuff like that and uh it's just going to be a good good weekend and uh yeah i'm going to be there for a couple extra days so it'll, it'll be nice nice uh where can people contact uh for reservation uh reservations um you contact the marina uh, or call Richard at area code 931-797-5064, mention Paddle and Finn, and uh, they will get you set up. Um, I know uh, all the hosts and stuff will be under one roof in a big cabin that they're giving us, and uh, the uh, you know listeners and stuff can all uh, get together in the houseboats and stuff, which... Which is kind of cool. When I heard he was doing that because he was rented out of cabins, I was kind of like, man, I want to be in a houseboat. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, for those guys, I mean, it would be nice for them. They could just tie off their kayaks to the to the houseboat, leave their kayaks in the water ready to go. So they just roll out of bed and jump in the boat in the morning and roll out. 
So nice. Yeah, man. It'll be a lot of fun, man. Uh, we're going to do some cool stuff, and uh, I think people are going to like it, man. Uh, you know, I know we wanted to do a bunch of meetups this year, but unfortunately with COVID and everything yeah. like that, that all got put on hold. Um, so now that things are kind of taming down a little bit, um, you know, uh, we can do this, and um, they have plenty of room for us to spread out. They have an outdoor bar and stuff like that, so uh, everybody can kind of, you know, keep their distance and and still partake and have a good time and stuff. So nice, nice man. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be super fun. Uh, you know, hope more people get to to go, man, and enjoy it because it's gonna be super fun. Get them. Get a little tournament on the weekend, you know, for fun, bragging rights, and uh, enjoy the company of some of the best hosts in the paddle and fin. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot of a lot of fun, man. Good time. Cool, man. Cool, cool. So, what's new, man? What's uh, what can you tell us about paddle and fin? I know there's some stuff coming that needs to be wait before announcement, but what stuff can we tell our listeners to expect in the future? That we're okay with talking about now. Uh, you're talking to the wrong dude because I don't like giving anything up. No, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, we, you know, obviously, um, it's kind of crazy, man, right? Like, so I started the podcast with a good friend of mine, and uh, he has since stepped away, and Jay Randall kind of filled his shoes, and you know, Jay and I are pretty close friends, and um. You know, we started bouncing ideas back and forth off each other about this whole podcast thing as it was like gaining traction and moving forward and, you know, ideas on what we thought um, we could do with it um, for fishing, kayak fishing and the kayak community, kayak fishing community in general. And it's really given everyone a platform, you know what I mean, to uh, really spotlight um all the various different anglers, companies, tournament trails, tournament clubs, like you name it, like anything kayak fishing related, like, and that's the thing, like you look at it, there are some other podcasts and live shows and stuff like that, that um, represent part of the kayak community, but they also venture out into the big boat world, mm -hmm. um, the big bass tournament world, the old, um, you know, TV personalities and things like that. But we're legit 100%. Like we're all about kayak fishing yeah. and we're doing it at a, at a higher rate, right? Like seven days a week, we have a new episode going up. We have some days where like those segments flip flop every other week, things like that. So we've gotten really big and we've really taken off. And I guess I could kind of spill the beans on this. Like, so it took us a while to get to a hundred thousand plays. Um, and we've seen a lot of growth this year. And I think we hit a hundred K right at April 1st and we will be at 200 K by tomorrow, which is, which is Tuesday, so the day before this airs. Um, so it's kind of crazy, right? So now we start talking amongst all of us, and you know we we're going to start restructuring some things, um, doing more things, 
expanding into some other things in the kayak fishing realm. Um, and it's all good, positive stuff. You know, it's like, we've kind of been flying by the seat of our pants. Now we're really hunkering down and, uh, putting a putting game plans together looking forward to the future and what's the next step right like what what do we do that's you know we we've already grown this huge platform so now what's the best ways to utilize it and and take it in some other directions um in multiple directions um to keep bettering the community the sport growing um the sport and things of that nature so um yeah there's some stuff in the works man like i you know i don't want to spill all the juice but i mean like 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 the meetup thing right like um at midway usa we know the ar-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern american history known for its modularity and widespread use it's often considered essential to any gun collection the essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. We're going to be looking at doing more of that in 2021, um, just because we kind of got screwed with 2020 and that kind of mm-hmm. all got put on the back burner. Um, and we got some ideas for that kind of stuff moving forward. Um, we're talking about getting, uh, we got, we got some guys on our crew that are very creative, um, talking about getting some new swag put together. That'll be available to everybody else. Um, we got a new revamp coming to the website. Um, that'll all be done. Like, I'm really hoping like we get all this stuff nailed down by January 1st. So we're going full steam ahead into 2021. Um, so it'll be interesting, man. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are going to like what we have put together. I will say we'll have a really big announcement coming out, right? We're hoping on November 1st, um, maybe plus or minus a couple of days, um, but it's going to be big. And I think people are going to get excited about it, um, especially with with what we're talking about doing. I just can't spill the beans on that because uh, we're still in the works, ironing out some fine details and things of that nature. But uh, um, it's going to be cool. And I think a lot of people are going to dig it. And I think it's going to set the standard for some things and nice. um, really raise the bar on on some other things that already exist. So um, it'll be really cool, man. Um, you know, obviously, we couldn't do this stuff without the support of everybody listening. Right. And yep. that's one thing like I always try to keep myself and stay humbled by that, like, um you know, I've always said I'm just some guy that gets behind a microphone and just rambles about kayak fishing just because I love it. And I'm I'm interested in learning more and more and more about it, um, you know, but, um, you know, I, when we recorded the first episode on Paddle and Finn, we had no intentions that anybody would listen to it. Uh, we figured at least it could be a timeline of, 
of our adventure into the kayak fishing world and through it and stuff like that. And, uh, slowly, but surely, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really exploded. And, uh, I still talk to my buddy that started the podcast with the Godfather and, um, you know, he's just like, dude, I can't believe what you have done, you know, like, and I'm like, well, it's not just me, you know what I mean? And that's the thing too, that goes back to like, you're calling me big boss man at the, at the beginning. Like, I don't look at it like that. And I know a lot of you guys, you know, no, I don't look at it like that. I think we're like a family and, uh, you know, um, I'm, I always value everybody's opinion. It's not just me pulling the strings behind the scene you know i'm not the guy behind the curtain in the wizard of oz it's uh it's a it's a group effort you know what i mean um you know and if it wasn't a group effort i don't think we would be where we are today you know what i mean um you know i'm i'm very humbled by the fact that like i try to do way too much and i just can't do it all and it took me a long time to realize that as as we've grown um as a podcast platform and a platform for the community like i've always tried to take on as much as possible to not put the burden on the rest of us or the rest of you guys and gal um but now it's like we're to that point there's no way i can manage it all with Mm. you know having a 50 to 60 hour a week job then doing this and um you know working for the kayak shop and things like that like you know um a lot of people uh um i'm sorry i saw a message come through on my phone i got sidetracked um i know a lot of people just listen to the episodes but they don't know like what it what it takes to like really sit down and get these things nailed out nailed down get a guest like like for instance tonight man like you had a guest that got sick something that comes up man so now you're scrambling to make sure that you have an episode for your audience on the day it's supposed to be out right and like that just shows and and you're not the only one that's happened to it's happened to all of us um but it just shows the dedication that um we all have um you know we're not getting paid by this like nobody in the podcast world's getting paid mm-hmm. for doing the shows maybe scott butcher but scott i haven't seen a show from him in a long time sorry bro <laughs> but uh <laughs> You know what I mean? And, and and that's just it. Like, this is all, you know, we're doing this in our free time and for the love of the sport, dude. And I yeah. think, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy. And I think many people realize that. And I think that makes us more relatable, right? Like, um, and I think that's what really captivates our audience is we're just a bunch of normal guys and gal and we just love the sport of kayak fishing and talking about it and learning more about it and uh, along with our audience i think we sometimes all learn together which i think is the coolest thing in the world you know what i mean um that was part of the foundation on starting the podcast is you know when i got into the kayak fishing world i had a really rough time finding good solid information like I'll be the first to admit the first kayak I bought was an Ascend 128T. 
<laughs> did a bunch I got of the research. Wasin trophy. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did a bunch of research, watched a bunch of YouTube videos, and it was like I I've always been big on being able to stand up and stretch out. I'm a tall guy. Um, I like to stand and fish. Um, so like that was a huge thing. And I saw all these videos, like these guys were like, yeah, I could do this. And it was a cheaper boat, um, compared to some of the rest. And I sold that boat three weeks after I bought it. And that's mm -hmm. pretty much right around the time we started the podcast. And, you know, it was like, there's so much false information out there. So why don't yeah. we like try to just gain as much information as we can and put it out into the public? There wasn't like podcasts so to speak i mean back when paddle and finn started there was uh um uh yak tactics like yak people? tactics there was kayak fishing raw which is based on salt water their audio sucked and um jim salmons and i believe that was it and you know we came around and we were like all right well whatever and you know, at that time, we felt like Yak Tactics was, like, our biggest competition. But, like, it wasn't even competition because we were huge fans of those guys. Like, I listen to every episode those guys put out. They're really cool dudes. Yep. Um, but sometimes, because they're out on the West Coast, man, and, and it's weird that there's a huge divide between it is. the West Coast and the rest of the country. Um, and... I feel like those guys get forgotten about sometimes for no. those folks on this side of the on this side of the country. But, dude, I mean, they have huge turnouts, huge tournaments, uh, yeah. huge fish, multi-species fish, the ocean fishing, um, and all that good stuff, man. And you know, it was like, why not add to it? Why not be part of that where we kind of help bridge that divide and and things like that and kind of, uh, you know, go back and forth and, you know, just continue to help educate, you know? So I don't know, man. I know that was a long winded answer, for you, <laughs> but, uh, it was a perfect answer now, but it, it's, it's true. One, I want to touch on a little, on something you said there, the, the, that it's interesting. The, um, the West coast, man, now, we were talking about it on one of my previous episodes with Jimmy um and uh it's interesting because nowadays you know with technology and social media everything there seems like you know the world has gone smaller but when it comes to kayak fishing i'm i thinking and a lot of it has to do with geographic but california it's like it's it's a monster in itself like it's it's so divided between the midwest and you know which is bass country and the southeast which is uh southeast and south um midwest also bass country there's you know there's that group of people that can just drive you know from one tournament to another but i mean driving from california up to over here even texas i mean you have to go through the whole rocky mountains yeah you know yeah. it's so separated so as far as bass fishing goes there's a bunch of dead space, which, and I don't mean to be insulting to anybody, but really when it comes to bass fishing, there's a lot of dead space there when in the Rocky Mountains. And granted, Catherine Fields is from Utah and 
she beat um, Christine Fisher on her first KBBBT fishing in Utah. So there is, but the culture is more trout fishing than it is bass yeah. fishing. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know of any major tournaments that has a stopover in in the Rocky Mountains. So for them, it's over there, and then you have the Delta, which is completely different from any well, see, other fishing than than see, it is in the Midwest. That's the thing. There is plenty of bass opportunities. Oh, heck there. yeah. There is, there is bass tournaments like KBF. KBF held a, a trail event in uh, Pueblo, Colorado. Um, I know Idaho has got a huge uh, bass scene out there. It's a lot of river fishing, a lot of smallmouth, but they do mm-hmm. have good largemouth up there as well and big ones. And and that's the thing. Like, you don't hear about it out out this way you know what i mean but yeah you're right like traveling wise doesn't make sense no. but um you know i think it's just like it, it's almost like that whole west coast kind of separates themselves from the rest yeah and i don't know if it's that they feel left out because of that travel divide or if mm. it's um you know something something else along that nature but um you know it just I don't know, man. I there's so many good sticks out in Cali. Man. Heck yeah. Um, I think that's one thing. Like looking forward, like we got to do more of is um, trying to uh, highlight those guys. Yep. And it's interesting because the tournament over there is like any tournament in California. Look at the top ten list. Guarantee you, ten nine out of ten, maybe ten out of ten. It's gonna be all uh local anglers um the what was it hobie bos top three well i no, even i think even the top 10 were just california guys then bassmaster i think is the one i think russ Snyder won and he is originally from california although you know he's what in indiana now but still he's california born born and he did uh fishing guides in california so he's basically california that was the top 11 were were all california guys so it's 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 interesting because it's only you, a tournament over there if you're not from california it, there's a good chance you're not gonna win cody which finishes in the top three on every event finished i think 10th in the hobie bos event in california which is like seriously <laughs> like you would think uh cody i think he finished 10th or 11 something like that Hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's a different monster, man. Very different, very different, yeah, but for great sure. anglers out there. Awesome. So kind of want to switch things up a little bit here. Cause I don't, you know, we're going to have some fun here. So we're going to put Mr. Brian Schiller, the big boss on the spot and ask him some some questions. Some of them are going to be bass, you know, fishing related. Other of them are going to be just crazy questions. See what he does. Let's put him on the fire here. You ready? Yep. All right. Let's see. First question. What nickname have you been called that you hate? Uh, Big boss, man. (laughs) That doesn't count. (laughs) That I hate? Um, I don't. I don't really have one that I. No. Hate. No, I. I go by so many nicknames, man. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't hate 
hate any of them except Big Boss Man or Boss. Yeah, those those. Oh, you 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 used to work in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> you're probably the only white guy in that kitchen, so I'm sure you got some nicknames over there. You just don't know what they mean. Oh no, I knew exactly <laughs> what they meant. That was that was way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, oh man. If you can go fishing with a fictional character, who'd you go fishing with? Fictional character. If I could go fishing with a fictional character? Yeah, if you want to take a fictional character, somebody that doesn't really exist. Who would you take? Like like a cartoon or like a like a fictional character. Star? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, just a fictional character. Um could be a cartoon. Oh man. Uh that's a good question. Let me come back to that. Let me think about let me come back. I I got the perfect one for that, but okay, well, I'll let you la later on. Um well, what's yours? What's yours? What's um, yours? Me? Jessica Rabbit. Who else? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Your mind's in the gutter, bro. See where, see where you're going with that. Hey, I mean, hey, I didn't it's fishing. I said it's going kayak fishing, okay? Nothing um wrong. Um, okay, so you ready for the or no, you want me to go on? Yeah, not, keep going, okay. Keep going. Okay, let's see. Okay, okay. Famous person that passed away, you would take kayak fishing with you. Would you take? But he's no longer with us. Famous. Famous person. They gotta be famous. Yeah, kind of, because everybody everybody brings on the show says they're, which I mean I understand, you know, their grandpa or you know, yeah. their dad or you know, but um, <clears throat> is Bill Dance still alive? <laughs> I hope so. I think is he, he is, right? Yeah, he is. Um, so that's <clears throat> that doesn't work. Um. Man, I don't know. You stumped oh, me on this. You stumped oh me on God. this. You know, um, I'm gonna say controversially, I'm gonna say Hitler, because maybe if we take him out fishing, you know, it could probably turn a page on a lot of things that would never have happened. Cause that guy needed to go kayak fishing for real. Who's that? Be a lot, lot better mood. Hitler. Oh God. <laughs> He'd be in a lot better mood if you take him kayak fishing. What do you think? I don't know. That dude had some serious <laughs> problems, bro. I don't. I. I don't even know how we got there. Oh, I'm just trying to think something that'll change the world, you know. But okay, what's the grossest thing you've ever seen someone do in public? The grossest thing I've ever seen somebody do in public? Yes. Oh man. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. I mean, I just saw a brawl the other morning at the gas station, but that wasn't gross. That was fun. <laughs> so um, what? A brawl. Some 
some oh man two dudes you saw that it. It, no i would dude i was pumping gas it was seven o'clock in the morning like i don't know it's a and, whole nother story and they they got into it like just yeah this fight like, and everything like yeah oh yeah 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 and yeah. you didn't record it. You didn't do the whole social media thing where we went to phone and record it. It's and... not on World Star. Sorry. Oh, man. Yeah, I know I suck. Um, probably, dude. Like, uh, you know, I've I've seen some pretty nasty things at concerts. Like, dudes not waiting for the porta potty and stuff. Like, there you go. Come on, bro. Like. One, number one or number two? Uh, both. Oh, God. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. You remember that? That I think I haven't seen it live. I saw it on video. That, I don't, I don't I'm even thinking if I want to bring it up. But when the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah. You, you remember that? You know where I'm going with this? No, I don't know. Where people, about. there was I a don't video. I follow football. Um, yeah. What's wrong with you? I'm kidding. Um, Hockey's where it's at, bro. That's true. Um, shout out to the Dallas Stars, man. I'm oh, here for, give me I a live break. In, yes, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen anybody do. Dallas Stars, man. I I moved to Texas. I'm not a fan. I don't. I can't can't my own Texas fan base. But I'm not a fan of the Cowboys just because I wasn't born or the yeah. Mav because I wasn't born in Texas. I moved here 10 years ago. But since I didn't know hockey until I moved to the United States, I said, you know what? I'll pick the Dallas Stars. I'm going to be a fan of them. So, What's the biggest sport in Puerto Rico? Soccer? You know what? No, 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 no. Cricket? Um, <laughs> I should be offended by that stupid question. What? Cricket? Know. We're not an English colony. Uh, we don't... <laughs> We we don't drive on the left side on the street. It's like so insulting. Pickleball, baseball, baseball and boxing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, that makes sense. Soccer is making a huge. um, Well, baseball, baseball is super huge down there, and boxing. It was. It's it's dying. It's because a lot of good, a lot of good pitchers came out of Puerto Rico, right? Not really. No, Uh, you're talking about Dominicans. A lot of uh, great uh, uh, pitchers came out from the Rep- Rep- Dominican Republic, which is like gotcha. Pedro Martinez and a whole bunch of others. We've gotten a lot of like infielders and catchers. Yeah. You know, we get a lot of those in Puerto Rico. But it's surprisingly because winter ball in Puerto Rico, we used to, when we had winter ball in Puerto Rico, even Johnny Bench would go to Puerto Rico to play winter ball. In its golden days, we had Roberto Clemente, Johnny Bench. We had some, we had some. Great guys. It was fun to go watch the games, but now it's I, I don't I think we still have winter ball, but um I think soccer is kind of like growing. I'm not gonna say it's, over. The, it's I'm not gonna say it's taken over yet, but it is growing by leaps and bounds every year. So yeah. Um but yeah. So, anyways, that um uh that there was a video went viral of people eating other people or their own crap in the streets of philadelphia when All right, the, i'm done no yeah it's gross Move on. <laughs> it's, no, it's pretty bad i'm almost sorry i said it okay um what's your this can't be happening moment on the water fishing my what this cannot be happening to me on the water fishing while you were fishing like a moment 
Yeah, that you like. Oh yeah, my God, like a this snake is... slithering through the water, almost jumping yeah. in my boat. Yeah, no, that's that, no, no, not. Yep, I don't like. That's snakes. your moment. Yep. Wow. Or a big old spider coming down out of a tree as I'm fishing the bank. Yep, no, not happening. That's uh, yeah. I started um, a couple of years ago before I even got to started doing kayak fishing. I started doing the whole um, float thing. Yeah, yeah. You got a little float with your flippers and yep, yep. Um, and here in Texas, when you get a six foot long gar just breach next to you, and you're on that little float tube that'll wake you up yeah that'll wake you up real quick see yeah. i don't mind about that dude this, this i mean slippery... i know it's not gonna kill me but it still is like <laughs> that thing is bigger than i am and it has a mouthful of razor sharp teeth and i'm on a little my friend used to say i have a friend that used to say you know when you tell him well don't worry they don't attack he says what did he forgot he doesn't attack what did he what if he forgot he doesn't eat humans yeah. <laughs> i'm yeah. like well that's a good way to put it but yeah, that'll woke me up. Yeah. All right. So yeah, snake. What type of snake? If you remember, was it a I've, venomous I've snake? Forget. I don't know. I've had it happen a couple of times. I don't like it. A couple of times. Yeah. I've had it come close, but not trying to get on the kayak. Every time I see those videos or pictures on Instagram, so like, how the heck did a venomous snake decide to get on your kayak? And yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know. I I just. I don't like seeing them slithering through the water, getting close to me. All right. I don't blame you. Usually when they're on the water, I'm almost assuming they're venomous. So Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Um, have you ever had a weird Uber experience? I got a funny Uber experience. Okay, go ahead. That, that'll work. <laughs> uh, so I was out in Vegas uh, with a friend of mine, I like to uh, go out there. I got timeshare out there, and uh, we were out there. Uh, it was a guys' trip. We like to play a lot of poker. Um, we were at, I think we were leaving Bally's. We got an Uber, and uh, timeshare is like it's on Las Vegas Boulevard, but like off of the strip portion, like down by the airport. So it's like a 15, 20 minute ride. And uh, we get into an Uber. Um, and my buddy Thomas is a is a goofy guy. He likes he's a chatterbox. He likes talking to anybody and everybody. But he also likes being a goofball. So we're in the backseat of this Uber and um, the driver was probably like I would say Indian or, you know, from India, somewhere in that area, Middle East, didn't speak like very good English. And uh, uh, so my buddy Thomas uh, starts asking the guy if he if he's ever heard of Grinder, which for those that don't know, is like a gay dating app. Um, I don't suggest you go look at it. I heard heard you heard that <laughs> it's really it's that. pretty well, I've gross heard. because i've never seen it and i like i'm like dude what the hell uh -huh. are you talking about uh -huh. so he convinced this guy to check out grinder um that it was the newest and best thing next to google and went on for 15 minutes telling this guy how great how great grinder was and 
how he needs to check it out. So the, I'm sure the guy dropped this off, pulled over, and went to check out Grinder and realized it was like a gay dating site or so, something along those lines. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. There was other things that were said in there that I probably can't repeat on the podcast because we like to keep it clean. But it was very humorous, very humorous. And I'm sorry, Mr. Uber driver, that my buddy's a jerk. So <laughs> there we go. Oh, man. That, that's, yeah. I didn't yeah. know about the whole grinder app thing until, and I haven't seen it, but until you guys were joking about it on the chat, on the host chat, and I'm like, what the heck is yeah. grinder? No, no, it wasn't that. It was uh, on that show. Jay Rondo's going to kill me. But uh, that <laughs> show with Mike McKintree. My, my, oh my yeah. God. Mike, Mike. I was, I was coming back from the lake. Yeah. I was I was pre-fishing Lake Granberry in Texas a tournament, and you and I talked. You actually talked uh, talked me out of the ledge because I was having a horrible day, right? A horrible day. And on my way back after I hung up with you, I started listening to that podcast. I could not stop laughing. If you yeah. haven't seen it, if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. It's the OG show with. What's Mike the title McKintry. of the, with Mike McKentry. Mike McKentry. Yeah, and uh, it's also like the live show is also on the Facebook page, and Jay's face got oh my bright God. red, so it was pretty funny. I felt sorry for Jay. Jay, don't kill me for bringing <laughs> that up, but I mean, we need we need the followers, we need the listeners. So, thank you for doing your part, Jay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's oh, funny. Oh, yes, it was. Okay, so when, when you were a kid, what uh, do you have any posters of any famous athletes or? Uh, Michael posters? Jordan. Michael Jordan? Everybody oh, yeah. had a poster of Michael Jordan. I was huge into basketball. I'm a tall guy. Uh, I played basketball through middle school till I found a skateboard and a snowboard, and then that all went downhill. Literally. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Down a ramp. One of the two. Uh, yeah, my, Michael Jordan um yeah it was pretty much michael jordan and uh a lot of um i used to have oh man what was it upper deck was the was the players yeah. cards yeah i had a a poster that my dad had bought me and it was from i think it was like the 92 93 championship um, and what? it had all the upper deck gold cards of all the players oh, yeah. and Jordan's was in the middle. And then there was like a basketball. So like, but I also had posters of him up on the walls. Um, and then I had a lot of like, you know, as I got older, a lot of snowboarding and skateboarding images and stuff that I would rip out of Thrasher magazine or trans world skateboarding or snowboarding. And I'd like tape them up on the wall. Who's your favorite snowboarder? Dude, I I mean, I don't even know. I don't even remember. I got I got into snowboarding. It's funny because from Puerto Rico, we don't have snowboarding there. But I got into snowboarding because I met some friends um, from Colorado. And I, I was, wow, that was 20 years ago. And I went snowboarding in Colorado once. I've gone back to Colorado every year. Oh, nice. Um, I love it. Have you gone to Colorado snowboarding? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That is amazing. Yeah. My, what really I got me like really pumped up um about uh snowboarding was that um red bull 
uh, kind of like not documentary, but just I don't know the movie called In uh, the Art of Flight with Travis yep. Rice. God, yeah, yeah. I still I own that DVD. I still watch it all the time, and I, I got Travis Rice. That dude is snowboarding is crazy. What yeah. he's doing, crazy. Yeah, there's crazy. there's a few crazy guys out there, man. But I know the documentary you're talking about. I've seen yeah. it before. Yeah, it's Jeremy Jones, Travis Rice. There's a bunch of them. Sean um, White, I think, was in that. Sean White. Sean White did like a little cameo when they were like in the ramps. But uh, I think the Art of Flight was more like uh, like backcountry. Yeah. Um, and see, drops. Jesus. And drops, you know, 90 degree angles, and the guy's doing 360s and inverts. And it's like, what the heck, dude? You're not even human. I'd love um, to do that. Do that. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, you know what's funny? I want to touch on something because I think when I started doing um, snowboarding, I did not know anything about snowboarding. And I didn't really skate. Yeah, I did surfing, but the thing with surfing is, even though the balance is still there, surfing is based on um, energy that's moving you, pushing you on a wave, yeah. while um, snowboarding is gravitational pull. So it's right. completely different sure, how sure, you sure, you sure. interact with the board and in this case the mountain with the wave. And it took me like five years because I would go like once a year, three days you know, back to back to back three days. So it took me like three or four years to really kind of hone in on snowboarding. And because I had nobody to teach me and I, I was poor. I didn't, I didn't have like all the money that I have was to like get on a plane, pay for the, pay for the lift tickets, beer yeah. and, and Doritos. Cause that was a lunch, dinner, and breakfast. <laughs> so I didn't have money to spend like, $300 to spend on an instructor. And yeah. I wasn't going to do that $50 with kids that are five years old. So I, and there's a point to this story. It took me about five years to really master and it was frustrating, but I apply that to kayak fishing in the sense that you, we see this hammers like Russ Snyder, Cody Milton, Jody Quinn, and a lot of them are from this culture and this form, this click groups. Like I've talked to Cody Milton and before I had him on my, when I had him on my show on the pre, on the pre-show conversation, I told him, I mean, you know, you got a rivalry going with Russ Snyder, you know, who's the best, you know, right. go kind of guy go back and forth. Is there a rivalry between you guys? It's like, no, man, we talk every day, you know? So there's this camaraderie, this uh, click group. And, and, and I don't mind, I don't not saying that in a meaning way, but this group of people that share constantly sharing their knowledge on, and they're from different parts, you know, Russ Snyder being from right. LA, Cody Milton being from Arkansas, Jody Quinn, I don't know where Jody Quinn from, West I can't remember, West Virginia. Um, so they're sharing all this knowledge while we are here watching YouTube, you know, because my background, I didn't know about my first bass was four years ago. My right. first kayak fishing bass was three years ago. Right. So it's one of those things where it's like, it's man, it's frustrating when you go to a tournament. This is my first year doing tournaments. And I see this guy's just like, come so natural to them. And I have to remind myself, this is the same as, as me snowboarding because sure. I didn't, I didn't, I had to learn by myself. For me, kayak fishing, I'm gonna have to learn by myself too. You know, there's YouTube, there's, there's um, 
my favorite one, uh, Fluke Master Gene Jensen. Whenever I need to work on a technique, that's the first video I want to watch, and that does help out a lot. But the reality is, it's it's time on the water. We can only have like weekends to spend time on the water. You have all the responsibilities. It's frustrating, and I say this to all those people that are starting to get in kayak fishing. If you're not already from a, a, a bass fishing culture, it or a fishing culture in general, like myself. Sure. It's going to take time for you to figure out to the level where you're like enjoying it most of the time. Right. Like where you're not skunking three out of five days you go out fishing. And where you're catching a limit more than you are skunking. That takes time. Even when you watch videos, unless you can find somebody, a local hammer that is great at kayak fishing and you can, you can go fishing with them. It's going to take time, man. And that's I see people sometimes quit and say, oh, it's too boring or I like fishing, but it's just I can't catch anything. It's, it it takes time. It takes a lot right, of time right, to, right. to master that. More than any other sports, I think. Cool, man. I agree. How long did it take you to go to learn kayak? Do you, you came from that background of you were fishing since you were little for bass yeah. fishing? Yeah. So kayak fishing came to you naturally? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I had, uh, you know, in my youth, I had a 15 foot canoe. I used to fish out of solo and with a friend and, uh, you know, I'd take my girlfriend paddling around the lake for a nice romantic stroll on the water. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, I used to stand and fish out of that thing. Um, so, I mean, it came the kayak thing was supernatural. It wasn't anything. I mean, there was definitely a little bit of a learning curve, like especially when it came to tournaments and measuring mm -hmm. your fish and catch photo release, all that stuff. But um, like for the actual fishing aspect, it was no big thing for me. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Cool, man. Yeah, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> What I meant to ask you, what poster did you have of Michael Jordan? Which one? I want to see if this is the same one I had. Uh, I, I think it was one of him dunking. It was the picture was from above the rim, and he's just looking at the rim and dunking. Is that the one? No, I think it was a little further back. And he was, I think it was one of those ones where he like, it almost jumped from like by the free throw line. And he was, oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah, the classic one. one of those. Yeah. I had, I think the title of that poster was Above the Rim. It was just a picture of him, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. backcourt camera, just like. I know what you're him. talking about. Yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. That's the one that most of my friends had. Tongue hanging out, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Bulls were your favorite team, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm from Chicago, man. I know, but you don't like the Bears. You don't like the Cubs. You don't like the White Sox. I didn't say I didn't like the Cubs. You didn't, but you don't follow them, right? I you used don't like to. baseball in general. I used to. I used what to go to Cubs games to? all the time. And you, and when, so you watch them with the lovable losers, but you don't watch them now when they're actually, well, for the most part, good. Yeah, dude, now they're good, so I don't watch them. <laughs> What's the point? 
Who's your favorite? It's just like just like the Blackhawks, man. I used to be huge fans of the Blackhawks, and then until those, they won, <laughs> until those knuckleheads started just butchering our team. Well, I used to have season tickets to their minor league team, which is the stadium's like 20, 25 minutes from my house. So I used to have season tickets, and I'd watch the game. So I'd see all the young kids coming up through the organization, making their way to the Hawks. And a lot of those kids had a lot of potential, and then they just started selling them off and, you know, making some bonehead moves. So I was just like, I'm done with you clowns. Go Cats. Like socks, like the soccer, same thing that they. Well, anyways, never mind. Moving on. So who's your favorite uh, Chicago Cubs, Cubs player? Uh, probably Moises Alou. Moises Alou, really? Yeah, Lou. Really, Moises Alou. Don't get me wrong; he was great, but he was hardly a Chicago uh, a Cub. Like he was only there for a few years. More famous yeah. for having. Steve Bartman rob him from a third out. Yeah, that's true. That I dude, don't want to bring them. That dude's going to end up on the bottom of Lake Michigan someday. Does he live? No, he lives in Florida now, right? Steve yeah, Bartman. Yeah, he right? moved out of Chicago, man. He couldn't yeah. handle it. He wanted bad. to kill that dude. I, I'll give him props for not kind of like he could have made money. Like, could have said, hey, you know what? If I'm hated, I might as well make money, do cameo appearances here and there. Um, he could have cashed in on that fame like a lot of sure, people do, but sure, he didn't. Sure. So yeah. I give him props. I think we should pardon him already. <laughs> we haven't. No. My my favorite uh, Cubs was Andre Dawson. That's when I started watching the Cubs. So. Oh, yeah, dude. Ryan Sandberg. Ryan Sandberg, the Hawk, the Penguin at third base. Sean da- Well, Sean Dawson came after the Penguin, but he was our shortstop. Um, um, Lee was our flamethrower uh, what was the first name? I forgot. Um, forgot. Leo. Anyways, the closer. Um, talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Durham, the first baseman with the chains, gold chains. I love him too. Oh, Poppy. We had a we had a bunch of good players back then. That was '84. We got swept. What was it? we got swept by the Padres? Anyways. Yeah, something like that. Okay, final questions. If you came, if humans came with a warning label, what would your warning label be? Uh, like, go ahead. All humans are dumb. That's your warning label. Yeah, be cautious. All Prone. Right. <laughs> no, to, I just want to get moody. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. No, um, a warning label like. I don't know. It's all humans are different, you know. Like well, we all have different personalities. Will be yours. My warning label. Yeah. Um. Don't feed the animal. <laughs> all right. Don't, don't feel feed the animal inside. Yeah. Okay. So did you figure out who's going who's going to be your fictional character? You're going to take fishing with you. Um. I don't know. Jesus. I suck, man. Sorry, bro. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. There you Joe. go. We'll take G.I. Joe. Were you a fan of G.I. Joe's growing up? Oh, yeah, dude. Every Saturday morning. Cartoons. That was your favorite cartoon? That was one of them. What was the other ones? I don't know. What was there? Tom and Jerry. No, I hate Tom, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry was good. 
uh, all the Looney Tunes stuff. You know, kids nowadays don't even know what that crap is. Dude, Looney Tunes was hilarious. Mighty Mouse, dude. Mighty, Mighty Mouse, Mouse. Man. Yeah, I, I look at it now and I watch the... um, And some of them are even banned now. And it's funny that they're banned because it's like, how is it Saturday morning cartoon um, banned now? And then I think about it. It's like, yeah, there was a lot of racism in those cartoons. Yeah. When you look at it now, you're like, right. holy crap. How did it get away with that? Like, yeah. really? Speedy Gonzalez? TV shows too, man. Yeah. TV shows too. Yeah. Archie Bunker, God, yeah. that was yeah. horrible. Archie Bunker and the and the spinoff, the Jeffersons. Yeah, that was another one, man. Yeah, yeah. TV has changed. You can you cannot. That the is world, one show. The Which world one? has changed. The world has changed. You the can world never has become way too overly sensitive. I feel. And yeah, in a ways they are. I think like, like there's a lot of TV shows you can bring back. You can never bring back Archie Bunker. Oh I'm no, sorry, there's no, no way oh, no, you're gonna no, be able to bring no. that show back. Never, no. never in a million years. That was when I look at it now. It's like, yeah, that that one is uh, that one's a little bit. Yep, that was yeah, a was little bit over over the line. That one. Yeah, how did it get away with it? I have no idea. But I don't. What know. was your favorite sitcom? I know we're going out of. We're not. If you're listening, we're not talking about kayak fishing anymore. Just so you, in case you haven't noticed, you Sitcom, can tune in now. Like, I don't know, dude. I'm like a big action guy. Like, well, uh, yeah. Miami Vice was the bomb.com. Oh, the Miami Vice, yeah. Don Johnson driving around in a Ferrari with tubs, yeah. dude. Can't Magnum PI. Did you like Magnum PI? Yeah, that was all right. That was that, all right. that was my MacGyver. Favorite. MacGyver. 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 Right up my alley, dude. Dude, like, my guy, the Tinker. Walker, that was a little bit newer, but Texas Walker, Ra- a Walker Texas, Texas Ranger. Yeah, Walker yeah. Texas Ranger. Yeah, that was another one. Yeah, I was more. I liked sitcoms. I love. I don't know. I just I love to laugh, and I used to love. Yeah. I used to love Cheers, man. Yeah, that I was didn't my watch favorite that one, one. Much? No, I, I loved it, man. I mean, I watched a few episodes, but that that wasn't my thing. That wasn't my jam. Miami Vice. That was a cool one. Yeah. Favorite favorite movie growing up. Um, favorite movie in general doesn't mean growing up. Whatever. Yeah, that's hard, man. You're not a big movie buff. Like now, like the whole John Wick series. Oh, that's a good one. Um. Like the Fast and Furious series. There was a couple yeah. in there that were lame. Um, like I said, I'm a big action guy. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I had a lot of different movies I'd watch as a kid. But see, that's the thing. Like, I don't watch very many new movies. Like, I still watch movies from, like, the 90s. Oh, yeah. Late 80s. Like, that's, that's just, I'm stuck there, you know? I I personally I love you can get me talking about movies. I can do a whole if I wouldn't do a podcast about kayak fishing, I'd probably do a podcast about movies. I love talking about movies and acting and all that stuff. I don't go to the movies, man. I don't go as I don't go to I think by the way, I think movie theaters are are gonna be like phones at your house. Yeah, I think they're gonna be gone in a few years. It's all going to streaming. 
Yeah, it's all going to streaming. There yeah. the, first of all, there was the shootings that would happen in movie theaters. Right. That took for a while. A lot of people stopped going to movies. Then they came back. Now the whole COVID-19, there's a lot of companies that are saying, you know what, we can just do streaming and charge yeah. for it. Well, yeah. I mean, there was some some movies that were already in the can and ready to go. And, um, you know, movie theaters closed down. So now they're just uh, putting it out on Amazon and various other streaming plat- platforms, you know, uh, so they can at least try to make some money back. So it sucks. It sucks. But what are you going to do? Yep. It is. Everything, it's crazy how things have changed. One of the things that I think is going to be gone, cable TV eventually is going to be substituted by streaming if it, not, if it hasn't yeah. already happened. I remember when you used to get like cable, when you used to get internet, like right. companies would start to like tell you, well, subscribe to our TV channels. Now they don't even bother yeah. you with telling you to subscribe to other cable TV channels. They're like, yeah, just do the streaming because... We're about to close this down anyways. Well, cable TV got just so ridiculously expensive. And now you could stream exactly what you want when you want and not have to worry about the commercials. Um, I mean, there are a couple like streaming platforms like YouTube or or uh, what's that other one? I think it's like Vudu um, and other things where like you could watch movies for free but you got to see a commercial like at the beginning or the end sometimes in the middle but like you know i haven't had cable tv since 2017 we just yeah we have all streaming you know here at the house so you know we got uh, netflix amazon uh my wife just got hulu and we got that voodoo the only thing that sucks is I can't watch uh, sports. Yeah, that's so the only thing. Once in a while, there is an app. Um, I forget what it is. I'll order the hockey season so I can watch. Yeah. And it's like 10 bucks a month, you know? So, but I don't know. Plus, I think a lot of sports now, there's a lot of bunch of like apps you can download on your phone. It's kind of bootleg sure. live sports. Now, it's going to be like. Yeah. 30 or 60 seconds behind the actual live, but yeah, there's a but bunch of them. They like, yeah. you know, just turn off the notifications so you won't get the results before you want. Right. But yeah, right. that to me is like, I don't, not, right now, the only reason why I watch uh, TV is just sports. If I'm not watching the sport very rarely, am I <coughs> going to sit down and watch a TV? Unless it's I, a really good movie. Yeah, I might watch TV. 45 minutes or so before I go to bed. It depends how fast I fall asleep. Like I'm always doing something, working, uh, whether it be actual, my actual job, the podcast, uh, working on the kayak, fishing stuff in the garage, working on a wood project in the garage, whatever. And the only time I watch TV is when I lay down and get ready to go to bed. And it's just something I fall asleep to because that's something I've done for years. That's my wife does the same. I can't do it. I just yeah. can't do it. My wife does the same thing. She'll watch TV and then boom, fall asleep. Yeah. I have to go down and turn the TV off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's funny. I've got I, I it's part of growing up. Like I've never been able to do that. Never yeah. been able to like watch TV and just fall asleep. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. 
Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. All right, man. Well, Ryan, thank you for filling in. I appreciate it. Yeah, no it. problem, man. No problem. We already been it, talking it was, for an hour. And, it was uh, fun to uh, switch it up and talk some different stuff. Other yeah, than I think sometimes we get food. stale with all the yeah. kayak fishing subjects. So well, give something that, different to find. That and I think it it kind of like gives uh, listeners a little background into who we are and you know yeah. our past and stuff like that. So that's cool. I like yeah, it, man. Good. It was fun. Yeah. Right. Thanks. We got to do it more often. So, anyways. If you made it this far into the podcast, we appreciate it. This has been the Bass Kayak and Beer segment on Panel and Fit Network. Remember, you can check us uh, out, Douglas Rods, the sponsor, official sponsor for my segment, out, douglasoutdoors.com to find out about their amazing rods, top of the line rods, tournament angler rods, um, douglasoutdoors.com. You can find their nearest authorized sealer. You. Oh, now, if you don't have an authorized there's, sealer near you, you can get them online too. There's your question. What's your favorite Douglas rod? Oh, the crap! I forgot the name of it, um, or at least the model number. It's I, I love throwing chatterbaits, um, and seven, my favorite one is seven two four F. Yeah, I think so. It is. Let me look. I have the to X go. X Matrix. The oh yeah, X Matrix all the way. I love their. I recently started using the LRS, um, and I love that one too. Um, casting or spinning? Spinning. It's great rod. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got I got two. I got one casting, one spinning. Both are seven two fours. My the mine that I use for chatterbaits is the seven six medium, uh moderate act moderate moderate action. Um, oh, okay. Um yeah. Full. Right it is uh I love it. I don't have I that love rod. it. It's a medium heavy actually, not medium. Yeah. It's great for for um. It's I mean it's great for chatterbaits and crackbaits. I love it on chatterbaits, and I know I already said goodbye. And but if you're still listening, do yourself a favor. I'm one of those guys that when I started, and I'm going to do an episode like this. I promise that I want to start fishing. I thought, okay, a reel has this Brazilian components, right? And I thought to myself, that's the most important thing. A right. rod is just a piece of stick. This yeah. was my mentality. So when I was going to buy. Complete and, opposite. <laughs> yeah. I was started buying expensive reels and whatever I could afford, like a $50 rod, just because I wanted this high expensive reel and then a $50 rod. I cannot tell you the amount of fish that I would lose, especially in a chatterbait. You can't really screw up. Well, you, I guess you can, but because of the action of the chatterbait, it's hard to have a bad hook set on it because the hook set is set pretty much by the veracity of the fish hitting a moving bait that's moving fast. So, and I recently, after recording a few episodes with a few of the best out there that started talking to me about this, says, no man, you're going about it the wrong way. It's at some point, if you have a budget, Try to figure out that balance between a great rod and a great reel. Real. If you have to sacrifice one of the two, I've, I, I'm telling you, I've changed that aspect. I go 
with the best rod that I can, and then I'll try to find a good reel, even if it's not high-end reel, or maybe a middle-of-the-pack reel. I won't go to an entry reel, but entry-level reel, but something in the middle of the pack, you know, <coughs> in the $100 neighborhood, if I, if I have to choose between a great rod, between a $300, $400 rod or three or four hundred dollar reel trust me yeah. the only time what i do that i do really think okay i need to get a great reel is for crankbaits you need a great reel for crankbaits because you sure. need to cast that long distance get that crankbait to stay at that designed um depth or so that one you really do need to spend some money on a great great reel in order to get the maximum out of your crankbaits but other than that i mean I'm telling you, I the I've I switch and I'm not I don't want to sound this like an infomercial because I've used St. Croix rods and I've used Douglas rods. And on both occasions, I've sticking with Douglas rods because I love like them more, but on both the St. Croix and the Douglas rod, I have yet to miss a fish on a on a chatterbait. Sure. Uh, once you get that bait, I have never had it come up. I had the crank stick from um Bass Pro Shops. It was like a hundred dollars. Now they sell it for fifty dollars. Yeah, dude, I cannot tell you how many times I've had on the Slay Nation tournament series, and I'm going to say the names. But there was guys who were fishing in a team, uh, young kids. Um, they were on a budget, so you know, same thing. They got you know whatever they can afford in rods. Sure. They lost the tournament. We, I was talking to them because they came out like second, third place. And it was a rough day. I managed to catch the big bass of the day on that tournament, um, which once won me like seventy dollars. But I told him, like, man, you're one of the few who catch who almost caught a limit. He says, Oh no, we caught, we got a limit. The problem is we kept losing him. They can't come him off, keep coming off. It's like, man, if you would have just had a better rod, if you would have spent that, would have paid off because that was the difference from winning for them. I think they won like a hundred dollars sure. coming in second or third to coming in first, you would have gotten three hundred dollars. So the rods would have pretty much paid for themselves. Yeah. Right, if you're right. a tournament angler, man, you need to get and I, and again, there's a lot of people that's on budget. Hey man, if all you can afford is a fifty dollar rod to get you on the water, go ahead and you know, and then save up for the next your next rod. I don't want right. to pressure anybody into saying you have to spend four hundred dollars. All you need is a rod and a reel, and it could be the cheapest one. You can find a market. You can still catch fish. Don't get me wrong. Um, not trying to pressure anybody to overexpand your limits, but try as much as you can. Save the money. Get yourself a good rod. You're gonna thank me. Trust me. Anyways, yeah, that was my. Really. That was my. How do you call that? Um, rant. Rant of the day. <laughs> so Brian, thanks again for listening, man. No problem, Appreciate man. It. Anytime. Take care, buddy. Peace out. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water. 
and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.